welcome <laughs> to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibble. And I'm Ethan Sareski. But if I was J.D. Vance, my pronouns would be patriot and ass kicker. And we're here this week talking about, I believe, our final monster of the season. Ethan, why don't you tell these guys what the premise of the show is? Well, as always, on an episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, me this week, Ethan, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, demon, or devil... And the other one of us, Shibble, has done absolutely no work, none at all, and is just going to wait and ask the questions that you guys want to know. He's going to be your audience surrogate. Now, what is it that we're talking about this week? He is Baron Samity. Baron Samity. Well chosen, Underwater Panther. Thank you very much. I, I And I love how you remember my name. Oh, I I will never forget that. I'm gonna. You should definitely get that just as a tattoo. Like you know, some dudes <laughs> will get like a tiger clawing up their legs. You should get an underwater panther on your calf. That would look sick. Oh, as I shit. thought you were suggesting the text, like in big letters, <laughs> "Underwater Panther" across my chest. Which would, no, I don't should, know what would be weirder. No, you should get a Letterman jacket that says "Underwater Panther." <laughs> <laughs> I thought like old gothic across my back, my my broad back. Yes, perfect. Also, all three users, write in with your vote. Which of those three things should Underwater Panther get? Uh, but yes, Baron Samity, uh, a big name who I know very little about. I have very little information going in. Is that right? You don't you don't know much about Baron Samity? No, I know that. Well, if I can, to you know. Give you my guess as to in yeah, my let, mind's let's, eye. Let's start off. Let's start off the way we like to start off. Shiba, why don't you tell me, not knowing, not not mm-hmm. having much of an idea who this Baron Samity is, what do you picture in your mind's eye when I say Baron Samity? All right, I know that Baron Samity is in some ways related to the beautiful religion of voodoo. Uh, and if there are any, excuse me, we say voodoo. Voodoo. Fair enough. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, And if there are any uh, practitioners of Vodou listening to the show, uh, I want to apologize if we say anything that is a horrible stereotype about your uh, beautiful culture. Ow! 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 Stop with the Vodou doll! I'm just joking. (laughs) So when I think of Baron Samity, I know he's related to Vodou. I believe that he's one of the Loa which is my understanding or wow. some sort of voodoo spirit. Uh, and I, th- I think he's kind of, uh, I picture him as a zombie in a top hat. And he's got wow. one big gold tooth and <laughs> uh, he, he rules. He fucking rules. He's a cool dude. So you think he's cool? I think he's really cool. In what uh, way? Tell me how you think he's cool. Like, because that's interesting that you say that. You, you've tapped into something. How how is he cool? Like, if you if he was here with us right now, how is he cool? Like, I bet he would have a sense of humor. Uh, 
I bet uh, he would be uh, relatively uh, charming. I bet he would, like, offer me a cigarette, uh, you know? I, I think he uh, can tell a good joke, you know? Shibble, it's, I got to tell you, are you done with your guess? I am done with my guess. How close I am I? I have to tell you, you are very close. You have done an oh, excellent shit. job with your guess. I mean, I'm, I'm taken aback. Uh, well, you know, I've picked up little bits and pieces from different, because I feel like, uh, you know, Vodou, as often as it must be inaccurately portrayed in the media, it does have, you know, like I think of the Marvel character Brother Voodoo and what I learned about it from that, or like a season of American Horror Story. You can sort of, or I think there was even a character in the video board game Nightmare that was Baron Samity. Also, you know about VHS um, tapes. You must remember Nightmare. I don't, actually. Oh, my God. What is oh Nightmare? My God. Tell me. Nightmare is a board game where you play a VHS tape while you're playing the board game. <laughs> and, uh, like, on the screen, there's a clock. And every now and then, the clock will, like, scream. And a guy will pop up, and this guy is the gatekeeper. And the gatekeeper gives the performance of a lifetime. He has an accent that I am not able to place from anywhere. Uh, <laughs> he keeps on calling the players maggots and sentencing them to black holes. Uh, if I could my he best, just have a, could he just have a speech impediment? Maybe he doesn't have. No, an no, he sounds my best gatekeeper that I can give you. And I I worked on it for a while at one point was uh, uh pick up the dice <laughs> roll him now if you roll the six you are banished to the black hole <laughs> so it's michael it's michael scott doing a greek person that that's entirely possible after this or i i almost feel like we need to pause right now Let's keep recording, and we're and then if this is bad, I'm gonna edit it out. Go to YouTube and look for a uh, nightmare VHS commercial. Let me see here. I mean, you can't control if the video is bad, or do you mean the segment? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it if the video is bad, I'll just cut this. Or All right, I'm gonna watch it. Oh my god. Ha! Ha! Roll the dice. <laughs> Whose turn is it next? And they go, you must answer him. And he goes, answer me. It's true. You're required to talk back to your television. It's such a good game mechanic. Let's party! <laughs> that he didn't say in the tape. He never wanted to party. Oh, that was just for the commercial? Yeah. Yeah, they must have shot extra footage for the commercial, but it's the same actor. Well, I, I will go out on a limb here and suggest that everyone should go play Nightmare. It's actually a pretty fun game. I played it in college where we would have to in take a college. drink every time you're banished to the black hole. And <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, and I'm surprised as a, a VHS collector, you haven't heard about it. You should see if you could find a graded, sealed Nightmare the board game. 
I doubt there's a sealed one. I mean, there's definitely not a graded one. No one's graded that. Well, you could be the first. I bet someone will, will snatch that I'll up. Look, I bet I'll someone will snatch that up. I'll, I'll check for it after the show, and then I'll tell you next episode. Beautiful. Nice detour. At the Kumite. At the Kumite. We have some Tune strong answers. for both the Kumite and the reveal. Are there any sealed copies of the VHS board game Nightmare still Roll in? the dice. Let's party. Pick up the die. <laughs> you maggots. Answer right. me. But listen, back to Baron Samity. Who was a character in the VHS board game Nightmare. Do you have a way that you could explain to me something about this? Something that would stick with me? Some sort of, I don't know, yeah, narrative yeah, fiction? Yeah. Oh, narrative fiction, you say? Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's... something along those lines. It's lucky lucky that you asked for that because, in fact, I have prepared a uh, a bit of narrative fiction for you. I have written a story about Baron mm. Samity. Um, I am not feeling so well. I, I, my throat hurts. Uh, my girlfriend has given me some sort of infection, not an it, STD. Purposefully. But... 100% purposefully. Well, I, I believe so because she, she knew she was sick and she breathed on me. And I even said, I was like, why are you breathing on me? And she was like, I'm not breathing on you. It's like, I feel your breath. You know, I said that just a real typhoid Mary, a sadist. Yeah, she really. And I'm probably this is probably some sick variation of Munchausen by proxy syndrome. You got to get out of there. It, but she doesn't take care of me. Like she gets me sick and then she doesn't like, you know, she's not like, oh, no, you know, yeah, she's it's, not it's Munchausen a sadistic woman. Munchausen. Yeah, exactly. So she gets off on giving you negative attention. So, yes, I have written a story. About Baron Beautiful. Samity, but I won't be reading it. Uh, Shibble will be reading my story uh, for me. So everyone, I want you to gather around because now it is story time. It's story time, story time, story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. You are Thomas Redfeather, proud member of the Lillipak tribe of natives inhabiting the eastern region of Nolens, Louisiana. It's a small community, but a tight-knit one. Here, the bonds of friendship and family stand as strong as the levees that... Well, they stand as strong as a granite. <laughs> However, not all was well in the little Lillipak community. Thomas Redfeather's wife, Lily, was gravely ill. Thomas Redfeather, I haven't long on this earth. Oh, Lily, do not say that. You cannot leave me. I have no place in this world without you. Thomas, you must go on. You must. <laughs> Live! Lily, I will not let you go. I will go to the ends of the earth to be with you. Oh, Thomas, my sweet, naive Thomas. Now the world goes dark. The light fades. Lily, I beg you. 
I am no more. <laughs> With this, Lily slumps down and ceases to move. Thomas howls in grief and is comforted by some of the other Lillipack men who've entered the room. As the men try to subdue the screaming Thomas, a small little man, very out of place, looms in the corner, looking on interestedly. The next several months saw Thomas confined to his home, unable to continue on. He had begun studying the occult and consulted tribal leaders about ways to reclaim his bride. They, of course, told him that this was fantasy. Such magic did not exist. Several times over this period, Thomas caught glimpses of a familiar little man, always just disappearing quickly enough that Thomas couldn't place him. No matter. Thomas had a mission. An impossible one that threatened to overtake his life. The next day, at the occult bookstore, the mysterious little stalker made himself known. He sidled up to Thomas at a table where Thomas was paging through the Lesser Key of Solomon and the Necronomicon. Hello there, Thomas Redfeather. You, you've been following me. Tell me immediately what your business is with me or be gone from my sight. I have important research to conduct. Well, I'm Voodoo Bob. Sorry, Voodoo Bob. And you just heard my feelings. I guess I'll go. Too bad your wife will stay rotting in hell and you can't save her without me. <laughs> what did you say? Thomas rises from the table and slams Voodoo Bob into a bookcase. Do you want the old ball and chain back or no? Huh? Huh? Thomas considers this offer from his mysterious and obnoxious stranger and relents. He is desperate. Oh. Oh, Voodoo Bob. Please, help me. The next night, as prescribed by Voodoo Bob, Thomas and Bob walk to a crossroads on the edge of town. This is the crossroads between the land of the dead and the living. It looks like the corner of Halifax and Dodorelli. Does it? Thomas glances back to the crossroads and sees a flash of light. Then, a flash of dark. He didn't realize that one could experience that. He was temporarily blinded. And when his vision returned in the center of the cross between the roads was a glowing black portal, a violently swirling, smoky fog. Kneel, Thomas! Thomas and Bob get to one knee as the most bizarre things began to appear. Out of the portal marches a band of skeletons with instruments playing jazz music. Dancing among them are beautiful, half-nude women and men. The laughter and music and pulse from the portal cause a ringing in Thomas's ears. Finally, four larger skeletons in leather bondage suits carry out a royal carriage of gold and place it in front of Thomas and Bob. Out steps the most amazing entity either had ever encountered. 
A tall, black man emerges. He has beautiful, shiny, dark skin, accented by the way his face is painted as white as a skull. He wears a top hat, black tailcoat, dark glasses, and cotton plugs in his nostrils, as to resemble a corpse dressed and prepared for burial in the Haitian style. He must be nearly seven and a half feet tall, and he is smiling broadly. He has a cigar hanging from his mouth, and his bony fingers grasp a decanter of rum. Ooh. Are you? I am the Baron Samadir, Lord Lower of the Gede, and Master of Death. With this, Samity breaks into a booming laugh. Mr. Baron! I humbly request that you return my wife to the, from the land of the dead. I love her very much, and I can't stand to... What do you call a blind gynecologist? What? I said, what do you call a blind gynecologist? I don't know. A lip reader. Score one for the Baron. <laughs> Everyone in the Baron's entourage breaks into guffaws, and the Baron's thunderous laugh seems to shake the very ground that Thomas and Bob stand on. I don't understand what that means. I just really need a way to bring back my soulmate. She is the very air that I breathe. And, hey, twats. What's long, green, and smells like bacon? Wait, wait. What? I said, what the fuck is long, green, and smells like fucking bacon? Why is he doing this? It's kind of his thing. <laughs> What's long, green, and smells like bacon? I, I don't know. Kermit the Frog's fingers. Score one for the Baron. <laughs> Everyone in the Baron's entourage breaks up again. And the Baron's deep guffaws rattle their eardrums. All of a sudden, another form comes through the portal in a flash of white light. Oh, fucking hell. It was Maman Brigitte, Vauduloa Queen, and the wife of Baron Samedi. the humans douche no one likes your jokes and you work too blue you're like Eddie Murphy without the content stop messing around this man needs your help if you want any of this good good anytime soon you better get to resurrecting fucking Brigitte yes honey I'm on it honey is it true will you bring her back She's already back. God, everything's so serious with you mortals. I was just fucking with you. Can't you take a joke? Anyway, I'm out. Peace! 
With that, there's a flash, and all the supernatural entities are swept into the portal in a flash of light. And of course, a flash of dark as well. Thomas panics. They've left him with Bob. This is always too good to be true. Bob apologizes, and they turn to walk home. When Thomas turns, he sees Lily, dressed in her favorite outfit, smiling and in corporeal form. Is it you? It is me! You did it! I didn't think it possible! Lily, not even death can keep us apart. As Thomas turns to thank Voodoo Bob, there is no one there. It is as if Bob had never been there in the first place. And the place where he stood is now a small antique glass filled with homemade rum. This was most strange, but certainly no stranger than any of today's other events. You take Lily's hand and walk away from the crossroads in a loving silence. After a minute, you smile mischievously. You turn and ask Lily, What do a penis and a Rubik's Cube have in common? The end. <laughs> you like it? You know, I wasn't expecting to have to impersonate several different races when I woke up this morning. What I races? Want to uh, well, we've got, uh, looks like Native American. Oh, that's right, Thomas Redfeather and his wife. Yeah, that was well, his wife was, uh, she could have been anything. I didn't define her. It's true. And then, uh, the, uh, Mama Loa, I, I was interpreting as, uh, Creole, but then I panicked. Yes. And I, I didn't land there. It, it was fine. It was, it was close enough. I don't think you offended any Loa. Well, as usual, I want to say, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if we didn't get it there. Uh, so tell me about old Baron Samity. I thought you would like that story. I really did. I liked the story a lot. I thought the story oh. was very sweet. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I needed to hear that. I need a little reinforcement every now and then. No, no. that No, I like the story very much. Wonderful. I like the way you read it. How about that? Thank you. I, I, I hope that I did it justice. You did. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Baron Samity. And I did not make up the fact that he tells dirty jokes and that he cusses all the time. Okay, cool. I just picked a, a cryptid that does that. I, I didn't yeah, realize. No, no, that's, no, it makes sense. That, uh, uh, in, yeah, yeah, I like to do that. I, in English, uh, it's Baron Saturday, in case you're okay. wondering. Uh, people also call him Baron Samdi or Bowen Samity, I guess if you're uh, cute in five. <laughs> I feel um, like I remember in high school uh, hearing Haitian dudes pronounce R's more like W's. Oh, really? It makes sense in in the context of a, a, a Haitian Creole. Oh, then and that Samity makes sense. And is is uh, French for Saturday. Yeah. Oh, well, then that, <laughs> it all makes sense. I didn't know that. I don't know much French. I took Spanish. No, no, I, no, I was a French guy because uh, the, uh, you know, in middle school, we got to choose French or Spanish. And the Spanish right. teacher, she just seemed like a lot, you know? 
She was. She it, like, ours was a lot. You actually probably made. What was your French name in French class? Uh, uh, Christophe. Ha! <laughs> My name was Suave in Spanish class. Yeah, because you were so suave. Can you imagine how obnoxious I was in high school that I had to name myself that? I don't have to imagine. I remember. Oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> um, now, um, so Bowen Samity. Uh, he's one of the Loa, as you mentioned in your guess, of Haitian Vodou. Okay, cool. I got that right. Yeah. He's a Loa of the dead. Um, okay. Along with his numerous other incarnations, Baron Cimetière. Baron Lacroix and Baron Criminel. Mm. Baron uh, he is Criminel the head. Sounds like a pretty cool character. That sounds like a great name for you, Underwater Panther and Baron Criminel. Yeah, an unstoppable duo. Oh my Unless, god! Once we again, would... we are co-opting the beliefs of any actual practitioners of Vodou. Uh, in which case, we're not going to be doing that. Uh, he is the head of the Gidi family of Loa. Which has okay. to do with death and resurrection and that sort of thing. Uh, Makes his, sense. He, he has uh, two brothers, which is nice. Always nice to have brothers. You 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 have a, a, a brother. You have a brother. I love my brother. I have a brother as well. That, that's why I was mentioning it. My brother's name is Kevin, and I love him. And I can't wait to find out what Baron Samity's relationship is with his brothers. His brothers are Azagon Lacroix. And Azagon Baron P- McCall? Lacroix? Lacroix. Lacroix. Okay. Lacroix, yeah. Is that yeah, wrong? Like the drink. Yeah, exactly. That's What's your favorite? Exactly. What's my favorite you're a Lacroix? Lacroix gray? No. Yeah, you got a Lacroix? Not really. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd probably and, give uh, the Pomplemousse. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Does it taste good? No, I don't like seltzer. I don't always, either. It's not satisfying to drink. If you're going to do soda, do soda. Yeah, live it up. Uh, his other brother is Baron Picant. Mmm, Baron Spicy. Yeah, is that spicy in French? Uh, I Probably. It's probably related to the same word as Picante. Uh, he is the husband, uh, as depicted in the story, of Maman Brigitte. Okay. Uh, t- together the they are the guardians... The the uh, not well. She is a Loa queen, but not the queen of all the Loa. Okay. I believe okay. the king of all the Loa is Papa Legba, but I could be wrong. It's entirely possible. Uh, uh together they are the uh, he and Brigitte are the guardians of the past, history, and heritage. Okay. That's kind of cool. I thought. Yeah, you know, uh, you don't think about that much when you think about death gods but it makes sense that that would fit into their portfolio yeah under their purview is heritage um yeah. i love heritage uh baron samity is usually depicted as in the story with a top hat black tailcoat dark glasses and those cotton plugs because that's how they dress corpses uh in haiti or how they used to okay. i don't know if they still do uh Fair he is frequently depicted as a skeleton but sometimes as a black dude that merely has his face painted as a skull and get this. I didn't, I didn't incorporate this into the story cause I just didn't like it as part of the story, but he speaks mm-hmm. in a nasal voice. Okay. I just didn't think that would add to the character, but I mean, and that's maybe it's like because a, you know, he's got the cotton up in his nose. Oh, that's a, 
I didn't think of that. That's you know, Shevel. Excellent. Uh, the that, former. See, that's why we're the dream team. That uh, underwater panther and Baron Picant or Baron Criminal. Um, the former president for life of Haiti, Francois Duvalier, also known as. Oh, he's taking a sip. Oh, also known as the horse. Papa Doc. Oh, Papa Doc. Yeah. That's a great uh, He modeled his cult of personality. He was a bad guy. Uh, on Baron Samity. I didn't I didn't know that. It is a great name. It's uh, I think there are rappers who have used it. Uh he was I, off I there to, was uh, I think the villain in Eight Mile was named Papa Doc. Oh, that's probably where what what I was thinking of. Also, Tupac had that group, the um the out Tupac's group Digital that Underground? He, no, not the group that he danced for. Um the he had a group that he put together that was on the song Hit 'em Up and uh, they were all named after like one of them was named Gaddafi. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was like Pol Pot, like it, it was weird. That you know what the tough part is if you ever try to break out and have a solo career, you can't just be like, I'm Gaddafi. Yeah. <laughs> there was another rapper actually named Tragedy Gaddafi from New York who was that's, fairly That's popular. a much better name. Yeah, because at least he could be Tragedy and forget the Gaddafi. Okay. So, um, so Papa Doc, Francois Duvalier, uh, modeled his cult of personality on the Baron. And he okay. was often seen making his voice sound like really nasally, and he would wear these dark glasses and suits like, you know, the Baron. That'd be really funny if, like, <laughs> Joe Biden started wearing, like, a black hoodie <laughs> and just be like, no, I'm just trying to evoke the image of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, that is analogous. That would be exact. And if he carried around a scythe? Yeah, or just like a stick that like maybe it looked like a scythe. Like, a oh, walking no, that's stick. Just like walking stick. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then like every once in a while he would just paint his face like a skull. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> when he wanted oh, to no, take it to the next Joe. level. That's all Diamond <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Baron Joe. Um, Baron is noted for disruption, obscenity, debauchery. And having a particular fondness for tobacco and rum, which you guessed. Oh, hey. You yeah. said he would give me a cigarette. Yeah, I bet he would. And All right. Well, tobacco, you this... got it. Yep. Yeah. Hey, crushing it. Additionally, he is the Loa of resurrection, like in the story. And mm. in the latter capacity is often called upon for healing those near or approaching death, as it is only the Baron that can accept an individual into the realm of the dead. Okay, so he—he's that's interesting because normally when you think of like the Grim Reaper, you think of him as just a guy that's like taking you across and he has no say in it. Whereas right. It sounds like the Baron—he's got some free will here that he can exercise. Oh, totally. He decides whether he takes you or doesn't take you. Well, there you go. I mean, he'll probably pick you up sooner or later. But maybe yeah, I can yeah. keep paying him <laughs> off. Yeah, I, I mean, if you give him rum and he he likes uh, human women and if you tell him dirty jokes. Do you know any dirty jokes off the top of your head or no? Um, okay, here's one. Uh, so there's an elephant, right? <laughs> and stepped on a thorn. 
and uh, and it really hurts every time the elephant like it collapses to the ground if it puts any weight on this foot. And along comes an ant, right? And the ant says, "Well, Mrs. Elephant, I'll pull that thorn out, but you've got to do something for me." <laughs> and the elephant says, "Anything, anything. It's terrible. Please, I'll do anything." Says, "Okay." And the ant pulls out the thorn. And uh, the elephant says, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And the ant says, "I've always wanted to fuck an elephant." <laughs> and so he uh, he crawls up and starts humping away. And the elephant stands up and tries to put some weight on her foot, but it's still tender. So she yells out, "Ouch!" And the ant says, "Yeah, take it all, bitch." <laughs> I love that joke. See, the Baron would love that joke. More importantly. Yeah, guess what? That's why I'm not dead. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Save that one for when you're dying. Yeah, those will be my last words. You just, yeah, exactly. Well, they won't be I'm just trying something, Uh, guys. Just go with it. um, The Baron is uh, notorious for his outrageous behavior, uh, swearing Mm. continuously and making filthy jokes to other spirits. Oh, okay. They love it too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they love it. I mean, they must, you know, after a while. <laughs> It'd be really funny if they all hated it. And they like, I keep on trying to talk to Connie over in HR about this, but she's not doing anything. He keeps on <laughs> telling think... these fucking jokes. It's gross. I'm at work. Oh my God. You're right. They kind of are at work. Like they're all doing their low jobs and he's like, Hey, sweet tits. You know, like that's, yeah, no, you can't do that. Hi Baron. Yes. Like, I know he's the boss, but this is fucked up. I know he's the boss. <laughs> he's married to another powerful spirit. Who's that? Uh, that was the the lower queen, whose name Maman I forgot. Maman Brigitte. Maman Brigitte. But he chases after mortal women. Yeah, because... yeah, I can understand that. I love mortal women. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with him. I, 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 I have a taste for mortal women as well. Um, yeah, I, although, five. I mean, immortal women are probably great too. I just haven't met any. You know what? Let's not pit women against each other. Let's say they're all great. Yeah. Immortal and mortal women. Uh, yeah, he loves smoking and drinking. Uh, he can usually be found at the crossroads between the worlds of death and the living at an actual crossroads. Okay. Uh, when someone dies... He digs their grave and greets their soul after they have been buried and leads them to the underworld. So, wait. They'll already be buried. He'll dig their grave up? No, no. He digs their their grave. So he's also a a grave digger. He's a grave digger. Yes. So, I mean, are there not also actual grave diggers in this community? Or do they? They like, don't need them. Work undercover. They all. They're all out of a job in Haiti. They don't have grave dig, grave diggers. No, they're just. Don't worry, Baron's got that. Yeah, there's some just guy who used call to be. Tomorrow, I left a bottle of rum on your wife's plot, so it should be all good. There's some poor guy who used to be the greatest grave digger in all of Haiti, and now he's he's homeless. Yeah. Oh my God. They call him. <laughs> Gravy Joe. <laughs> Johnny Dirt. Um, the Baron is an obscene being 
with a taste for debauchery. Yeah, this is the same shit. Um, commonly, he is summoned for his ability to cure illnesses or to mm. deal with the afterlife. He's keen to make deals with humans who want to use his power, but these deals often lead to risky tests of character and can end very tragically for the human. If things go well, the human can be accepted as an associate and receive fair deals in the future. Oh, okay. Like a, a, a returning uh, frequent flyer miles kind of situation. Yeah, but he sounds like it's like a wishmaster situation where you're like, I want a million dollars. And then you're like, your mom dies and you get the insurance, you know? Oh, that's how they get you. That's how they always get you. Immortal beings. That's why that- for all, all anytime that I, here, be the wishmaster. And I'll okay. <clears throat> tell you how I would wish for a million dollars. Hello, Wishmaster. I'd like to make my wish now, please. Yes, make your wish. I would like one million dollars with no unforeseen negative consequences. Are you sure that's your wish? Yes, and also no foreseen negative consequences either. No negative consequences. What do you consider negative? I want you to know. I also include in the wish that you know. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. You're pretty good at that. Thank you. Uh, Baron Samity is the head of the Gidi, as we said. A family of Loa associated with the realm of the dead. Um, In 1685... King Louis XIV of France passed a decree called Code Noir that made mm. it illegal for enslaved Africans to openly practice their native religions. This is a problem. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, not cool. Not cool at all. Under this order, oppressors had to baptize their cap uh, their captives as Roman Catholics and teach them the religion. Ugh. Well, hey, turning an enslaved at least Af- they're getting to be Catholics. Turning an enslaved African into a Christian was looked at as a way for the oppressors to justify their actions. They partially Oof. saw themselves as some sort of missionaries. Because of this, Africans paired their native religion with elements of Catholicism, and many Loa have biblical and saint counterparts. Baron Samity is connected to Saint Martin de Porres, and Maman okay. Brigitte is connected to Gesù, Mary Magdalene. Well, yeah, makes sense. But that sucks that, you know, I mean, they, they were forced to, you know, just, I mean, yeah. their whole history and their this oral tradition, you know, it's just it's just almost wiped out at the yeah, hands truly, of colonial settlers. Truly a grotesque crime. It is. Um, but but something they, they got creative, you know, I mean, that's that's what that's what uh, um that's what people do when they're when they're pushed down like that. They get creative and they're resilient, and they came up with a mm-hmm. whole new religion and they melded it together. And I think that's amazing. And um, yeah. and I think now it might be time to take a little break and do some voodoo facts. Voodoo facts. Voodoo spirits are known as loa. Uh, the loa are a variety of gods, spirits, elements, and the departed. Probably the most mm. important Loa is Papa Legba. He guards the crossroads between the spirit world and the physical world, so a worshiper must petition him at the start of a ritual or ceremony, ask him to open a gateway between the two worlds. Number two. Okay. As the religion of slaves, people who weren't taught to read or write, Vodou developed as an oral tradition. 
There was no foundation text in Vodou, no written doctrine, and no centralized authority. All right. Uh, a true folk religion. Number three. Until recently, Vodou is dismissed as a superstition rather than respected as a religion. This is mostly due to racism, but also mm. partly due to outsiders' misinterpretations of a religion which has no written doctrine. It is estimated that today there are about 60 million followers of Vodou worldwide. Wow. That's higher than I would have expected. Yeah, but there's 7 billion people, so... Still, 60 million. That's a lot of people. I bet that's more than there are practicing Zoroastrians. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, how many How many Jews do you think there are? How many of us? Uh, uh, I want to say... Three... Th I think I want to say 300 million. Really? So, I mean, not that... So, only... So only there's 20% of the amount of Jews or, you know, I mean, that's a lot of, uh, Vodou. How many Jews? <laughs> I watched nope, how Google. I'm sorry. Your... Much lower. 14.8 million. There are four times as many practitioners of voodoo. That is an voodoo. incredible fact. We just unearthed. How many voodoo? practitioner yeah let's, let's i'm just gonna that. i'm just gonna double check yeah we should because that makes no sense i'm gonna have a sip of drink uh, Vo uh vodun is an ancient religion practiced by some 30 million people in the west african nations of benin togo and ghana but that's only counting the west african nations not the not in the west yeah uh So it could be 60 million to 15 million. Yep, yeah, and no, I am also getting an estimated 60 million. So yeah, there are four times as many practitioners of uh, voodoo, voodoo than there are uh, Jewish people in the and planet yet, Earth. And yet everything is the Jews' fault. Even though, voodoo yeah, yeah. Has been even though voodoo has been demonized every time it has ever been in a movie. <laughs> it's true. There are not a lot of very positive depictions, except... Maybe that one scene in Meet Joe Black. <laughs> there are not really very many. What about the one with Steven Seagal? With two with Two Face or whatever. Uh Screw Face. Screw Face. Marked for Death. I don't death. remember that one. Uh, Marked Steve, for Death. Oh uh, yeah, I, I don't remember Mark for Death very well. I'm basically my Steven Seagal era runs from under siege. To uh, on deadly ground, it was a little Followed before by, that. It was yeah. uh, Mark for Death was this really super like not well done. Like it, they would have said, vo they did say voodoo. There's definitely no voodoo there, and it was just oh, dudes with sure. dreadlocks who obviously they just cast every black dude they could, and there were horrible Jamaican accents, and they're all Jamaican, which made no sense. And yeah. they and they were all doing weird rituals, none of which had anything to do. Even watching the movie, you're like, "This is not. This is not real." Yeah, fair enough. Oh, how about uh, um, Serpent and the Rainbow? Um, it's been. I don't know if I ever saw Serpent and the Rainbow. Wes Craven with the zombie, the pharmaceutical. No, I know of it. I was just oh. never got around to it. Oh, it's a great I finally movie. watched Everyone's... People Under the Stairs for the first time the other day. That was pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Uh, yeah, I had a fun time with it. 
I think it it dragged a little bit in the middle, but I thought it was really good. Okay, I I, I happen to love it, so I'm glad you watched it. Uh, back to the Baron. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about some of his activities, Mister Dibble. Yes, what is he doing? Underwater Panther. He is joking. He is smoking. He is weed toking. As well as being the master of the dead, Baron Samity is also a giver of life. He can cure mortals of any uh, disease or wound so long Mm. as he thinks it's worthwhile. Giver of life sounds more like a woman. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Powerful. Anyway. (laughs) His powers are especially great when it comes to voodoo curses and black magic. That doesn't help things. Even if somebody has been afflicted by a hex that brings them to the verge of death, they will not die if the Baron refuses to dig their grave. Although if if Johnny Dirt digs it, they may be in trouble. So long as the Baron keeps them out of the ground, they are safe. This is actually very interesting. In many Haitian cemeteries, the longest standing grave of male male is designated Mm -hmm. as the Samity grave, the Baron Samity grave. And the okay. Baron's Cross is placed there. And the uh, longest standing female grave is the Brigitte grave. And it's oh, marked okay. as such. Uh, and a black top hat is placed there as well. Interesting. The Baron ensures that all corpses rot in the ground. That's mm. wonderful. To stop Thanks. any soul from being brought back as a zombie. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I guess that is good. That is good. You That's know. a positive. What he demands in return depends on his mood. Uh, mm. Well, I, I'll be dead at that point, so I don't know what I'll be, you know. You want your wife's body to rot? <laughs> Give me some rum. Sometimes. <laughs> I love your Baron Samity. Give me some rum or else she'll, she'll be a zombie. If you don't want your wife coming back as a zombie, you'll leave me a cigar. <laughs> oh, what he demands in return depends on his mood. Sometimes he is content with his followers wearing black, white, or mm. purple, or just using sacred objects. He may simply ask for a small gift of cigars, rum, black coffee, grilled peanuts, or even just bread. Mm, grilled but sometimes he requires a whole voodoo, voodoo ceremony to help him cross over into this world. Mm. Got it. You got to use a, a voodoo ceremony, eh? Um, well, unless I'm he sure just wants... That that... This... Or, or you just got to wear some purple. Either one. Yeah, either one. Whatever whatever he's in the mood for. It, it depends either either mood. a ceremony or sometimes just some peanuts. Or else you'll rot. <laughs> or else you won't rot and you'll be a zombie. Right. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. And God knows. And and the thing is, this is what I wanted to tell you, Sybil. The really mm. crazy thing is that being a zombie is like the worst thing in Vodou and to the people who follow Vodou because of the history of the religion. Because if mm. you think about it, being a zombie, you're serving whoever brought you uh, back from the dead, which is a form of slavery. And of course, yeah. this religion stems from slaves and the oral history and traditions of slaves. So, of course, going back to the conditions of slavery would be terrifying. And of course, the worst possible thing you can imagine. So, it's like an amazing thing that the Baron does for people 
to keep them from going back to being enslaved. Yeah, to now that they are dead, they at least are not going to be slaves. Yeah, they'll be free at least. That is crazy. But can the Baron Samity love? Werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic, and this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? You know, I thought long and hard about this. Um, uh-huh. I think that he can love. Mm-hmm. I think that he's very lustful. I think that he's very oh, caught yeah. up in his lust right now and probably yeah. throughout time. But I think there are moments when he is sated, you know, even though that seems impossible. I think he does get sated. And at mm-hmm. that point, he goes to Maman Brigitte and they watch, uh, you know, a movie. Yeah, yeah. You think he he could be the type of man that uh, doesn't matter where he works up his appetite as long as he eats at home. That exactly. kind of situation. That, that sort of thing. Absolutely, Shibble. What do you think? Can, can the Baron love? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think the fact that uh, he does have this long-standing relationship with Malone Brigitte, I like to think of that as loving. You know, he's obviously a man of uh, will and means, so I'm sure if he wanted to break up with someone, he could. He must be sticking with her out of some type of love, even if they are going through their occasional trials and tribulations. Yeah, you know, but all relationships. can he fuck? Have... Well, what's your first... Before we get to that, I mean, what's your first oh, date with oh, the Baron? Oh, yes, you're right. My first date with the Baron. Let me see. You know what? I'm going to let him take me out for beignet. I bet he knows a great spot for some beignet. And I don't know New Orleans at all. And he'll know he'll know the spot. So I'm going to let him show off a little bit. I would love a beignet right now. Oh, my God. I would go buck wild on a beignet. I would love a po' boy, to tell you the truth. I would love just about any kind of snack. Uh, my first date would be at a cemetery because I want the Baron to be comfortable. Very goth. Um, well, I mean, I want to do what he likes. You know, I like to You're gonna t- bring, take uh, someone where they're some comfortable. Some Cure CDs to play on the boombox? Yeah. <laughs> I want to make, uh, like, dirt castles, like sand castles, you know. Okay. Like cemetery dirt. And then we can bury each other up to our necks and put, like, a straw in each other's mouths and take pictures. Okay. That's the that sounds. That sounds very romantic. Yeah, it's I cute, love. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it'll. I mean, obviously, it'll be great for the gram. 
a great way it's to a, announce that hey yeah. we're dating it's like the start of something you know it's not like we're gonna jump in and be 100 percent like together together but it's the start of something yeah but can he fuck that sounds crazy but can he fuck well almost more certainly than any other cryptid i mean that's like he's all about debauchery yeah yeah i think i think this one is a slam dunk in the fucking hoop in the fucking hoop that that's also you can tell that I was once a sports commentator. This was the oh vibe that God. I very much brought to when I was live calling roller derby. <laughs> Did you say stuff? Did you swear when you were live calling? No, no, derby? I would never. But I was still try to uh, be myself. The one line that I would bring out only once a season because I didn't want to say it too much is uh, if someone was like behind, but only a little bit. Uh, and you know, so for the next jam, which is basically the next play, I would always say somebody better call smuckers cause these gals are going to need a great jam. <laughs> and I'd always be really happy with myself. Do you have a, a recording of this? I don't, uh, but somebody might somewhere. I haven't looked around because that would be a great bonus episode on Patreon <laughs> to just and watch uh, a roller derby match from three years ago that, that I you call. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I would. I'll join Patreon if you put it up. I'll see if I can find it. All right. Now, now that we've uh, figured out that the Baron can love and the Baron can fuck, uh, what time is it now? Well, uh, before we get to our next segment, I think we might be a little bit behind in terms of facts. I think we are. Hit me up. Voodoo. Despite the popular concept of voodoo as a religion of curses, black magic, and zombies, the majority of rituals and practices in voodoo are about raising luck, seeking blessings, and ensuring good health for others. Mm. Number five. That sounds really nice. It is. Since the slate... Well, of course, every religion sounds really nice, except in, in practice. Number five. Since the slaves who developed Haitian voodoo couldn't read or write, they developed a highly visual iconography for their religion. Symbols that are often depicted in movies and sensationalist literature as curses are actually just V's. The beautiful mm. symbols developed by a non-literate people to identify and invoke the spirits, including spirits of love, prosperity, and protection. And actually, my... You want to hear something weird? Yes. My... my uh, uh, LinkedIn has always mm -hmm. been the background has always been Baron Samity's Aviv. <laughs> hmm. Who knew? I mean, did you know that this entire time? Yeah, I knew. I knew it. I just oh. wanted to see if anyone would ever notice, but no one ever said anything. That that you were summoning a Lord of the Dead via your LinkedIn profile. I I just thought it was funny that I was doing it on my LinkedIn and no one like was like, "What is that?" You know. Hmm. Yeah. Anyone who wants to hire me, feel to go on there. Feel free. <laughs> go for it. They will starting a bidding war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Baron will help me. Yes. Unless yes, you want to rock. You're going to have to include 
six vacation weeks a year. <laughs> I recommended him for public speaking. Yes. <laughs> those are those are uh, are uh, we're up to fact number six. We have three more, but we'll save those for later. All right, and then I guess that just means one thing. It's fight night. Ding, ding, ding. Fight. So, Shibble. Yes. How many... Prime Shaquille O'Neal's would it take to defeat Baron Samity? Now, here's the thing. Was the, the physical description that you gave in your story accurate? Yes. Then I'm almost picturing Baron Samity to be an exact physical match of Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like thinking of him as a Shaquille O'Neal, but with a skull for a face. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say you're going to need two. Yeah, one one would just be a... It one, would it would be, be a draw. A draw. Yeah. I think I think it would only take one. Not if I get lucky, Shaq. <laughs> I, I, I will pull the cotton swabs right out of your mouth. That will only help me breathe better, and I'll talk more normal like this. I had sex with my mom, Brigitte. Now you die. Big mistake, O'Neal. Fight night number two. We have Baron Samity versus the mm. bad guys from Karate Kid dressed as skeletons at the Valley High School dance. All right, so all the Cobra Kai kids? The Cobra Kai kids, yes, but not from the TV show. No, no, the originals. You got yeah. Johnny, and then you got the other guys. Dutch. Three or four of them. Dutch. Oh, yeah, Dutch. Ugh. So, yeah, there was, I, I want to say there were like four guys. Uh, could four high school-aged black belts dressed as skeletons <laughs> defeat a god of the dead? <laughs> well, they could get close to him because he might think they're one of his skeletons. It's true. They they would be able to close the distance. Not that we've heard much about Baron Samity having sort of ranged attacks. And it seems like we didn't really hear much about him in terms of having any sort of combat abilities. He But he is a god of the dead. He is a, well, yeah, we're going to assume that he's going to at the very least be difficult to kill. Yeah. Uh and he is built like Shaq. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put this one on Baron Samity. We have Baron Samity versus Karen Samity, who you film coming up to you yelling about the rash of furries in schools and how they have to have litter boxes in the classrooms. Oof, I got to put this one on old Baron Samity. Karen Samity sounds like she's a little gullible and might <laughs> fall for some of the Baron's known uh, tricks or japes. Uh, yes. She also seems to be easy to anger, which will throw her off her game. I love that was a perfect answer. We have Baron Samity versus Death from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Boy, it seems like Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey could not catch a break. No, he couldn't. I mean, he couldn't even kill Bill and Ted. 
And they were idiots. And he got Melvin. Uh, yeah, and he got Melvin. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to put this one on Baron Samity. He seems like he's just got it together. And also, as we mentioned before, the Reaper, more of a psychopomp, doesn't have as much free will. True. Very true. We have Baron Samity versus the Cenobites from the new Hellraiser film. Mm, I didn't see that one. Uh, did you see it? Oh, my God. It is so bad. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I oh. heard that it had its charms, but not enough to get it over. No charms. And, you know, and obviously the Hellraiser franchise is one that has been floundering for quite a long time. Since 1989, uh, I believe. Yeah. So, you know. I just wanted sorry to bring that up. Yet. Next one. Fair enough. Baron Samity versus Herschel Walker in a debate about anything and then a physical fight. Okay. So is it, does one of them have to lose both the debate and the fight? You have to win both. Okay. You have to win both. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to say the Baron's got it. He's obviously much more charming. And also once again, uh, seven and a half feet tall. So, uh, oh, probably that's right. Okay. Last one. Are you ready? You bet. Baron Samity versus the event horizon. Oh, the ship? The ship that's been <laughs> no, to my hell cousin, and back? My cousin, Event Horizon Sereski. <laughs> uh, the, if the ship that's been to hell and back and is now in orbit around Pluto. So we're basically saying instead of sending up Dr. Weird, they sent up Baron Samity? No, we're and, saying and, we take the ship, put it in a UFC octagon... And then okay. put Baron Samity in the octagon and let him enter the ship and then film what happens. Okay. Um, well, the ship's been to hell and back, but it's of Earth. Baron Samity is sort of of hell. So I don't think there's going to be anything the ship is bringing with it that Baron Samity is not already kind of familiar with. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to put this one on Baron Samity. I'm comfortable in this ship. Me. Baron Samity! <laughs> We've got some problems here! Roll the dice! <laughs> Great fight night. Oh, I think you did you excellent. More... That was wonderful. Would you like to finish off facts? Yes, I would love some voodoo facts. There are various families of Loa in the voodoo pantheon. The three most okay. prominent are the Rada, who are benevolent spirits, the Petro... Okay. Angry, violent spirits, mm. and the Gidi, who deal with death and the dead. Okay. Zombies originate in Haitian voodoo and folklore. Contrary to the popular film and fiction image of them, zombies don't eat brains. They don't no. eat anything because they're dead. They're also not violent unless specifically ordered by their creator to commit violence. They cannot act independently or react to circumstances. They are strictly the obedient slaves of whoever, of whoever raised them from the grave. Yeah. And, and last... Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's interesting that, you know, it would be... I was trying to think of how you would be, want to do a zombie movie with voodoo zombies that wouldn't come off as disparaging to voodoo. And I think that would be you'd have to have voodoo practicing heroes. You'd have to make like a voodoo exorcist. Oh, that'd be really cool. 
Or yeah. you could have like an evil corporation and they bring back zombies to work at it. Mm. That'd but be insane. Cor- that. Corporate voodoo. Yeah, they'd have to be incorporating the Loa somehow. That's they would be the executives. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Okay, and uh, last but not least, pharmacological theories of Haitian zombieism are discussed at length in The Serpent and the Rainbow by ethnobotanist Wade Davis, whose interest was attracted by the real-life zombie case of Clarius Narcisse, mm. who was a zombie. Oh, he's a real-life zombie. Yes, I don't know why I didn't look him up. Yeah, you should just Google him really quick and find out about the real human zombie. Yeah, really. Can you sing something to the audience? We're looking at Brazil Narcisse. We're going to find out what Google says. We're looking at Marcel Narcisse. And you know, we're going to tell you what we find. Clairvius Narcisse was a Haitian man who claimed to have been turned into a zombie by Vodou and forced to work as a slave. The hypothesis for the account was that he'd been administered a combination of psychoactive substances, uh, mm. often the paralyzing pufferfish, tetrodotoxin, and detora, uh, which rendered him helpless and seemingly dead. Um, mm. Wade Davis, the ethnobotanist at Harvard University, um, went down and um, studied it. But they have failed. The uh, subsequent examinations failed to support the presence of the key active compounds in the zombie preparation. All right. So he was a guy that claimed, I didn't come to work the last couple of weeks because I was actually a zombie. But now <laughs> I'm back. You can't hold that against me. No court <laughs> will allow you to. What do you so, mean use my PTO? I was administered a zombie preparation. Don't you understand? That should be protected by FMLA. That should <laughs> be FMLA protected absence. I want to talk to my shop steward about this zombie situation. <laughs> I was being commanded around by Shibble. I would never. I would never make a zombie. Never in a million would years. Would you make me a zombie, please, when I die? I'll see what I can do. Oh, no, because I won't be conscious. Like, I won't be. Can you command me to be normal? Sure. Can yeah, that's that? the first thing I'll do. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I... like, zombie, be normal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that that is the Baron. And, and I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think I, I see something. I think you see me quaking in my boots because you have got to tell me. Is the Baron Samity real? Why do I have to tell you? Is real? Uh, do it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think what you're seeing is me quaking in my boots. You got to tell me, is Baron Samity real? Is the Vodou religion true? Is real? Shake it, Bavakasha. Hey! Hey! Well, Shibble, I say absolutely. I say All right. the people who created Vodou were put through hell and made to use their creativity and resilience and come up with a whole new religion. And I think that their perseverance paid off. And I think that they were granted the true religion. 
Could be. Look, we're not going to come on here and do an episode that's like, this week we're presenting Jesus Christ. I so thought about doing co- Jesus, by the way. Oh, I no, told you I was doing believe God. Believe me, we've discussed it. Uh, but, so yeah, we're not going to come on here and say, oh, guess what? Voodoo's fake. Sorry. Four times the amount of people than Jews? I had no idea. No, I'm telling you it's real. I don't know if you're 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 understanding. I'm yeah. not saying it's not fake. I'm saying it's absolutely real. All right. Well, it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. Oh my gosh, we Hi. are. Uncle Monster, how are you? I'm not feeling well. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm hanging in there. Oh, I'm glad you are. I missed you. Do you have any any tips on movies to watch before the next episode? Oh, yeah. I got a great one for you to watch. And that movie is called Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) What's it about? Robin Williams is a voice actor and divorced dad. And Sally Field is his wife, and now she's dating Pierce Brosnan, and she's going to take the kids away. So Robert Williams dresses up as a Scottish old lady and watches his children and gives them life lessons. Because, of course, that makes sense. You know, when you when you describe that movie, it makes even less sense than when I watched it. No, it's the most normal movie I've ever seen. It's basically a documentary about my life. Well, well, I'll, I'll make sure to check it out. Thank you, Uncle Monster. My dad did that. Your dad dressed up as a Scottish. <laughs> when they got divorced, he did that. Yeah, and he gave me life lessons. <laughs> that, that's really great. Your dad's—that's really cool of him. Tell him about it, Uncle Monster. Too. You were oh, there. Yeah, I was there. Shibble's dad was a Scottish lady, and then he used to Shibble's, say... No, that wasn't my dad. That was Uncle Monster's dad. You're getting... Oh, that was Uncle Monster's dad. He used to he used to dress up as a Scottish lady and then teach you how to tie your shoes. And, and, yeah. And, all, and, and I have... Guess what? I have a movie for you, Shibble. Yes, tell me about your movie. If you're not into Baron Samity or a racist... But you are into the life and career of politician Huey Long. Watch Ken Burns's Huey Long. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, everybody. And thank you for checking us out on Patreon, where you can check out our bonus episodes. You might remember back in October, we put out a whole slew of those out on the main feed for spooky season. Uh, So, yeah, if you want more fun stuff like that, go to patreon.com slash uncle monster six because there's a ton of great stuff there i mean we 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 do reviews like deep dives into like movie series nightmare on elm street phantasm great stuff i mean really worth checking out Mm -hmm. and you also get early access to these main feed episodes as soon as i got them cut up they are put on the patreon also make sure Uh, to check us out at uncle monster podcast on twitter Mm mm-hmm Uncle Monster yep. Six at Patreon and at Uncle Monster Six on Instagram. And we look forward to seeing you guys interacting with you there. Yeah, and don't forget to also like, subscribe, and share. 
Uh, and until next time, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and n- until next week, don't, don't get, get spooked. spooked.